Welcome to the Panine Halacha podcast. Pesach, chapter 4, Badikas Chametz, section 14. Chametz buried under a pile of dirt or behind a wall cabinet, and the question of searching a storeroom. If Chametz is buried under less than three tzfachim, about 12 inches, of stones, dirt, and the like, it is not considered to have been disposed of yet and it must be uncovered and disposed of before Pesach. This is because it is possible for a dog to smell it and dig it up. However, if the chametz is covered by more than three tefachim, it is considered to have been disposed of already, and it does not cause one to transgress the prohibitions of Bal and Bal Therefore, it need not be dug up and disposed of. Bittel chametz, the mental nullification of chametz, is nonetheless required, because it is possible that some of the stones will be moved during Pesach, and then the chametz will no longer be covered by three tfachim, causing the person to violate balyara'a and balyamatza. Likewise, in a case where chametz falls into a pit in one's yard, if it's the sort of pit that one does generally not enter, one may nullify the chametz without extracting and disposing of it. Accordingly, if chametz is stuck behind a wall cabinet and it's impossible to remove without first taking the cabinet apart or emptying it out and moving it, one need not remove the chametz. In this case, one may rely upon its bittel. If the chametz is located where it can only be removed with some difficulty, one may pour bleach or soapy water on it until it's no longer fit for consumption and hence no longer considered food, not even for an animal. Once this has been done, it need not be removed. A storage room where one keeps articles not in use or merchandise that he does not intend to use until after Pesach need not be searched for chametz. It is sufficient to nullify any chametz that might be there. However, if one wishes to use the storage room during the 30 days prior to Pesach, he must search it first, because the obligation to prepare for Pesach has already taken effect on it. If one did not search it beforehand, it must be thoroughly searched for chametz on the night of the 14th. If it's difficult to move all the storeroom's contents in order to carry out the search, one may sell or rent it to a Gentile and thus exempt oneself from the obligation to perform bedikas chametz there. To summarize, if chametz is buried under about a foot of rubble, it is considered to already be disposed of. One must mentally nullify it in case it somehow gets uncovered, but they need not search for and dispose of it themselves. Likewise, if chametz is stuck behind very hard-to-move pieces of furniture, like a wall cabinet, one can rely on nullifying it. For a less hard piece of furniture, one can try to pour bleach or soapy water there to ruin the chametz. A large storage room for merchandise that isn't used for 30 days prior to, nor during Pesach, does not need to be searched. I will end here with a summary of the entire chapter. We do Badikas Chametz the night before Pesach, ideally at the beginning of the night. If one can't do it at the beginning of the night, they have all night to do it. One may not start a meal or project half an hour before nightfall, lest this delay one's performance of the mitzvah. Once nightfall has in fact arrived, one shouldn't even eat a snack or do a small task. However, one can daven mariv or attend a regularly scheduled Torah class at this time. We make only one bracha for the entire search, 
even if it will include multiple properties. If searching at the proper time on the night of the 14th, one makes the bracha, al biur chametz. One also makes the bracha if searching later, during the day of the 14th, or even if they search on Pesach itself. If searching prior to the 14th, or if searching after Pesach, yes, that is a thing, one would do it without a bracha. Ideally, one should not discuss other matters or interrupt with any other activities until their search is complete. One has to search any place that may contain a kazayas, in olive's bulk, of chametz. Spaces where food is sometimes brought during the year qualify. For many people, this would also apply to their car, their bags, their purses, and even their coat pockets. However, buildings, rooms, closets, cabinets, and pockets where food is never brought are exempt. Those with children will have more spaces that they need to check. As to the outdoors, porches should be checked, but backyards need not be checked unless you have reason to think there is currently chametz there right now. The search is done at night by candlelight. One should not use a multi-wicked candle like a Havdalah candle, candle or any kind of torch. A flashlight on its own or part of your cell phone can be used in place of a candle. There is debate whether one must search to the point of finding every edible crumb, or only to the point of finding actual pieces of chametz, a kazaya size that is an olive size or larger. Many are strict, but the halacha for most of your property follows the lenient view. For spaces that have direct contact with Pesach food, like your kitchen counters, shelves, your dining table, one does need search even for crumbs. Books often contain crumbs, and since they are frequently brought to the table, these crumbs may interact with your food on Pesach. That said, one need not search through them page by page. They can be read on Pesach, just don't bring them to your table or other food surfaces. Does one have to search for crumbs in the kitchen at night on the 14th, or for olive-sized pieces elsewhere, if they've already cleaned these spaces well? If I've already cleaned, why do I need to search at all on the night of the 14th? In general, one must still search on the night of the 14th, but you can rely on your prior cleanings to make the search easier, and to instead use this nighttime search only as a final sweep. In such cases, a few minutes in each room will suffice. But if you haven't yet cleaned, your search should be considerably longer. There is a custom to hide some pieces of bread before one search. The Arizal had a custom of hiding ten pieces. If searching with a group, they should all gather together to hear the leader say the blessing. If away for Pesach, one must still search the night before they leave, but without a bracha. If leaving 30 days prior to Pesach, one need not search at all. If one forgets to search at night on the 14th, they should do it during the day of the 14th. If they forget beyond that, they should do it on Pesach itself. In all these cases, one still makes a bracha. But if they forget even beyond Pesach, they still must search after Pesach, but this time without a bracha. One who for whatever reason relied on mental nullification alone for any kind or piece of chametz, for example, they weren't able to search for and remove it, and they also weren't able to sell it, must not eat or use that piece of chametz even after Pesach. 
If found, it must be disposed of. This also applies to chametz that you completely forgot about searching for or selling. And it also applies to the chametz schmutz that's stuck to your pots and pans, which no reasonable Gentile would include in their purchase of your chametz. In theory, one can rent or sell all of their spaces and thus not have to do any kind of search. However, this is subject to great debate, and it also squabbles the opportunity to do a mitzvah. Instead, one should maintain at least one unrented room so that they can still perform the mitzvah on that room. If in a hotel room for Pesach, one does a search at the appropriate time with a bracha. If you check in after Pesach has started and no one else did a search at the appropriate time, you must do it, but without a bracha. Dorm rooms are like homes. They must be searched with a bracha. Hospital rooms must be searched, but without a bracha. Synagogues and Bate Midrash must be searched. The bracha should be made by first searching one's own private home and having the synagogue in mind during the bracha. Chametz that's behind very hard-to-move furniture, like a wall cabinet, need not be searched for. One should nullify it mentally. Chametz that is somewhat difficult to remove can have soapy water or bleach poured on it to avoid the need to search for it. Business warehouses, which are not used for 30 days before Pesach or on Pesach itself, need not be checked. We have completed the fourth chapter of Panine Halacha Pesach, the search for chametz. The Panine Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panine Halacha, an exceptional work of Halacha by Rav Eliezer Melamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corin Publishers. These texts are available for free online, and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, rabbi of the Greenpoint Shul in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.